0: I want to take this moment now and talk to all of our campuses. I am standing up here with uh, my roommate, one of my roommates from Bible College, okay? One of my roommates was Pastor Darren Poli, and he was our roommate. And then this is my other roommate, Pastor Dino Rizzo. We go all the way back to Bible school.
1: Oh, yeah, long time.
0: And you're going to hear a little bit about that. But he is here this weekend with the Super Bowl in town, does a lot of stuff with NFL players. And uh, I said, if you're going to be in town, I want you to preach. But I wanted the church to connect the dots on something here, and I want to honor someone. In just a moment, I'm going to ask everyone to stand at all of our campuses to uh, welcome and show our appreciation. In 2008, it was the global recession, but it was also uh, a financial crisis around River Valley Church. I won't go into the details, but we did not have enough money one week to make our payroll, to pay the electric bill, or anything. It was 2008. 2008. The church was 1,200 people. I called my roommate from Bible college, told him the problem, and you know what he said? He said, our church will wire you right now today $75,000 so you can stay open. When I'm telling you, yes, you just hold that for a second. When other churches said they would pray for us, how many know you thank God for a church and a friend that said they would pay for you, right? Pray and pay. And I can remember that day, it gave me the ability to go into that weekend. The church was 1,200 people, I want you to gather this. Last weekend we had 9,200 people. That's an 8,000-person jump from that day when he said, we believe in River Valley Church, keep the money as long as you need it, stay open, and reach Minnesota. Since then, we've sent out 90 missionaries. We have over 200 missionaries in the pipeline. Last year, we gave $3.5 million or more than that to missions, raised $6.5 million for kingdom builders, and this man and his church Kept us open on our worst day. They were our best friend. And I want you at all of the campuses to stand to your feet and welcome Pastor Dino Rizzo
1: to River Valley Church to preach.
0: Love you. Love
1: you. We love you. We love you. Come on, let's clap our hands for Jesus. Come on, you know it's all about Him. That's awesome. Thank you, Pastor Rob. That's great. Come on, you can be seated. That's amazing. Oh, man, we just stepped into the yes. Come on, somebody, just stepped all up in that yes. And so uh, it is so great to be here and, of course, be at all of our campuses and those watching online. I love, love this church. I love what's happening at River Valley all across church life. and. Just loved everything about it. I've loved it from day one, from the very first day that you began a church. Uh, just have loved it 22 years ago. Just Rob and Becca and the family and uh, just amazing, amazing. I remember those first conversations when Pastor Rob shared the dream in his heart and he and Becca about reaching people, being a generous church, uh, wanted to make a difference for the cause of Jesus Christ in this incredible region. Look what God has done. And so we're grateful uh, to be a part of that. Uh, what you're doing locally, how you serve the poor and you help people here throughout the year of course and then what you do around the world in planting churches. You help us plant churches. I work with an organization called ARC and from the very beginning River Valley's been a part of that. So the last 15 years you've helped us plant 759 churches uh, which has just been a blast. We planted five churches last weekend and every time you give your kingdom builder when you step into your yes and you tithe or you go online and give. So we're making a difference around the world together, of course, what you do globally. Uh, you're, you're really a model for that, I'm telling you. You're a model for so many churches. Uh, I know I also serve at Church of the Highlands down there in birmingham we 're learning from you as it relates to what you 're doing around the world' There's so many people uh, come in and out of these doors to learn from this church and, and from this team and so it 's just a blast uh, you 're known for generosity you 're known for uh, leading others for loving people. next generation. the worship is just incredible uh, the The sound from this house. Uh, is going around the world, encouraging churches, encouraging people. And so we're just grateful for you uh, uh, as a church, how you help people. I love a church that helps people, too. Uh, when I, I was not raised in church. We were not church-going people. I was raised down the dirty South. Come on, South Carolina, South Kakalaka. And, uh, and so I was raised. We didn't go to church at all. And and we would have never went to church, but the church did an outreach. What you do as a church, you do outreaches. And so they reached us. And I came into church, didn't know nothing. I didn't know kind of like the handshake. And uh, who who didn't know nothing, clueless about church, and um and and thank God for a church that I, I became a part of that took us along some steps and and helped us to understand and 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 we uh, they helped me to know what was next, and I know as a church you do that, so I'm grateful for you as a church how you help people get in life groups and you help people uh, get on a life team and you're patient with people. What I love about this church is you can you can belong to the community of this church while you're still trying to figure out what you believe uh, as it relates to Christ and, and your walk with God. How many is glad you don't have to get it all together to be able to be a part of this great church? And so I know that comes right out of the heart of the leadership. And so I, I'm just grateful for it. And I, I've known the uh, the Ketterlings for so long, We 30 years. I got a picture of us uh, in Bible college. Come on, vintage, uh, vintage boys right there. Check it out. Come on baby, you don't know nothing about Saturday Night Live, you don't know nothing about Duran Duran, come on, old school right there, Pastor Darren, uh, there's me wearing a wig, and there's uh, Pastor Rob Kennedy looking dapper as usual, I think that's right after, he was still in shock that Becca went out on a date with him, look at that, that look right there, it's like, really, For real? And so come on, Isabel. You remember those days, Miss Isabel. And so that's us back in the day. So we have over 30 years together as friends and uh, keep being my friends. I don't have time to build another 30 year relationship. So you're stuck like Chuck with this brother right here. So I just love this family, love uh, the Ketterling, great leaders, great people, uh, love people, godly. Uh, Rob has always been such a, a man of the word, uh, loves God. God's word, uh, just the real deal. I, our life is better because of uh, Pastor Rob and Becca. Our family is better. The kingdom of God is better. Can we clap our hands for our pastors? And thank God for them. Come on, let's honor your pastors at every campus. Love them like crazy. Love their boys. So we bring you greetings from, from Birmingham there, Church of the Highlands and Ark, And our family's doing well. Brought a picture of our family. I'm Italian, so I'm going to brag on the family. So here's a picture of the family right here. That's the Rizzo's right there. So uh, that's our, our baby girl, Isabella. And then uh, and that's our other daughter, uh, McCall. So she's just graduated from LSU. That's my son, Dylan. He just moved up to New York about a year ago. Works with the Hillsong Church. As you can tell, he looks like he works at Hillsong because he hasn't bathed or combed his hair. It's just kind of one of their values at Hillsong. He doesn't bathe there. It's awesome at Hillsong, you don't bathe. And then, uh, but a lot of worship leaders don't bathe, but we won't talk about that. But uh, anyway, uh, and then that's my lovely wife, Delenn Monique uh, Rizzo. We've been married 29 years. She's Cajun. I'm Italian. There's a whole lot of action going on in my house. And so a lot of energy going on. So that's our family. We love this family, we love doing life for this church. And so I want to come alongside. I know you've been in a great series called Super, Super, Super. I, I love that title, Super. And uh, you've talked about being super focused. And then uh, last. Last week, Pastor Darren spoke a great message. I got to watch that message, Pastor Darren, just fantastic. Uh, super faithful, super faithful. So I want to talk for a few minutes, come alongside of that series. And I want to talk about super serve, super serve. Uh, so let's all pray. Father, we love you. Thank you for what you're doing uh, in this great church. I thank you for our pastors and what's happening at every campus. And uh, Lord, we just sent your presence here. Lord, what an opportunity to be with Jesus and to be with people And so, Lord, just speak to our hearts today. We love you. Uh, We lean into your word. Help us. Uh, Lord, help us to realize that there's nothing greater in the kingdom than that of being a servant. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, everybody said a good amen. Amen. I want you to turn to the person next to you today and say, I'm glad you made it to church today. Come on, be nice, be friendly, talk to one another. Come on, look at the other person. That was your second choice now that you know who you are. Tell them, you look like you could use a little church, my friend. It's giving you a little lesson in, in how to talk down to the south in case you get stranded in Birmingham. You don't say church, you say church-a, churcha. And so th- there we go. I want to read out of the book of Luke, the book of Luke. I love the book of Luke. It gives details that some of the other writers uh, don't give and, and talk about super serve. Luke chapter 14, verse 15 through 24. I love the parable that Jesus tells here. In my Bible, it's titled, The Parable of the Great Banquet. It says, when one of those at the table with him heard this. Jesus is telling a story about people and gatherings and coming together. He heard this. He said to Jesus, blessed is the man who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. So he, he blurts out across the table. They're at a table and they're talking to one another. And he just talks about what it would be like to be in this gathering, this, this, this uh, time with Jesus around a meal. Jesus replied, and he tells this story, this parable. He says, a certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited, I love that word, invited many guests. And at the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, come for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first one has said, I just bought a field. I must go and see to it. Please excuse me. So, he was a very important individual. He bought a field. He was building his portfolio and he had a lot of possessions. And, and he just said, I can't take your possessions. We're getting in the way. And he, he could not accept the invitation due to the possessions that he had. Another one said, I've just bought five uh, yoke of oxen on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. So he's very busy. He's, he's high demand. A lot of things going on. A lot of people are pulling on him, and he's he's made some other transitions. He's growing his life and, and his situation, and so his he, he's, he's, his schedule's gotten out of hand, and so he cannot accept the invitation. So he makes an excuse, and then I love this third one. There's three excuses. So still another one said, "I just got married, so I can't come." I mean, I mean, it's not like throwing your spouse under the bus, you know? Just like sorry, my my, I, we can't. I just got married, so not going to be able to make it. So uh, Jesus, and remember, Jesus is telling this story says, so the servant came back and reported this to the master. Then the owner of the house became angry, which is, something so interesting because, remember, Jesus is telling the story, and he's giving this description about the response of the master or the response that he's having as he's telling the story about these excuses to not be a part. says, so he became angry, and look what it says. It so says, when he reported this, uh, he says, he, he ordered his servants, I want you to go back out quickly into the streets and alleys in the town, and bring in the poor and the crippled and the blind and the lame. Sir, the servant says, so obviously they went and did it. Sir, uh, what you ordered has been done, but there's still room. Which that's a problem. It says, the master then told his servant, I want you to go back out into the roads and country lanes, which really means I want you to extend the search. I want you to even go beyond this, this location. It's, it's what I love about a multi-site church. We're able to go into other towns and other areas. And Jesus is telling his service, I need you to go to the other places, not only here in the city and the areas that are close, but I need you to get, I need you to further our circle of influence in this amazing banquet that we're gonna, we're inviting people to. Go out to the roads and the country lanes and make them come in so that my house will be full. That's kind of the theme of of the parable. Jesus is telling a story, and he's saying the master wants the house full. I tell you, not one of those who are invited will ever taste in this banquet. I love this story. Uh, I've read it so many times, and lately I've been kind of stuck on it. I get stuck on certain scriptures, and it speaks so so many things to me about the honor that you and I get to have as we live for Jesus, and then we give our life away for Jesus. This opportunity to serve the will and the desire of the master of the one who has done so much in our life, the one that has brought us into forgiveness, the one that has opened the door to us when we were walking through something or we were far from God, the one that extended the invitation to you and I or to our family or to our marriage or to someone that we love that's walking through something. I love how it it helps me to understand how I need to make sure that I keep my life open to serve as it relates to the kingdom of God. I think there are so many things about it. It always amazes me that Jesus is telling this story and he's telling a story about a banquet or a gathering or some type of party while he's at a gathering or a party. I love how it's the setting of that and that he teaches the kingdom in terms of party, serving and gathering. I wrote down five things about this, about this whole super serve view ideas around it. Here's the first thing I, I learned out of this story. Uh, just learning some things is that Jesus loved parties. Can I have a good amen? amen? Come on, Super Bowl party! So Jesus loves parties. Now I was not raised in a church, and I was not raised in, in church, so uh, I was I didn't have much of a, a religious uh, idea. But there was one thing I would not have thought of is that Jesus would love parties. The little bit of experience I had in a religious setting, I would have thought Jesus loved root canals and like roofing a house and like getting bit by a shark or something. It was just a lot of pain, a lot of tragedy, a lot of fear. I would have never thought that you would want to invite Jesus to a party. But it's interesting, over 16 times in the New Testament, you see Jesus at a party, a gathering, a banquet, or some type of feast. He's always going to some, he was a party goer. Now what's interesting is that most of the parties he went to were at a house. So we could say that Jesus loved a house party. Come on. We could say that. So why would Jesus love that? Because Jesus loved people. And he loved being around people. He loved all kinds of people. He wanted to be where people were. He was not off in the distance or kind of aloof or just vague. Or He was not social. I think, well, I think we, sometimes we think that Jesus was socially awkward. Just, uh, just away and just, you know, kind of distant. Very mystic. Just kind of that person's like, 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 like out of some out of Star Wars. That's like 3D. It's just, is he there? Is he not there? Where's he at? He's just, and the, yet you see in scripture where Jesus is just sitting at a table with people, just sharing like Jerusalem nachos. I don't know what they were doing. They're just, just being together. And over and over again, you see this theme in the New Testament where Jesus was always going to gatherings with people. I love a church that cares about people. So I love this church. A church that says that people matter to God. All people matter to God, no matter what they've been through. No matter the pain or the tragedy, no matter the addiction. Can you remember back in the day where many families were not touched with addiction, but today it's hard to find a family where there's not somebody in their family that has not struggled through the pain of addiction. here we're in a church at every campus that, that welcomes people that are struggling. A church that says you can you can take a next step. You can be a part of a of a life group. You can you can come and be a part of what God is doing. Because it's a church that loves people, that puts people as a place of priority. Here's the second thing I love about this is that Jesus was always expanding the list. That's me. I'm an inviter. Oh man, I'm an includer. My wife, hey, you cooking? Yeah, okay, I'm gonna bring some people over. How many come in? I don't know, like three to 15, somewhere there. We're just gonna... I don't know, I don't, I'm not sure who will come over. We're doing a Super Bowl party uh, you know, at, at our house and, and already she's been wanting to know how many are gonna be here. I'm not real sure. It's, it's gonna be some people. Just some people are gonna, gonna be here. I'm gonna include her. I love how Jesus was broadening the search. I love how he removed barriers and he included people. There were no VIP ropes. There were no obstacles to Jesus. The more, the merrier. I love that idea. And Jesus loved parties so much that Jesus would invite himself to a party. Remember when he was going down the road and he saw Zacchaeus in a tree? Hey, Zacchaeus, I'm going to come to your house to eat tonight. We're not, we're not doing it tonight, Well, we're doing it now. I just love that. The other day we were walking up to a house, my wife and I, she's like, I didn't see the invite for this gathering. Didn't get one. I know they would want me here. <laughs> I'm an includer. I'm, just going, I'm the kind of guy that will just show up at your house. You want me to show up at your house because it's going to be more lit. We're going to have more fun if I'm there. I promise you right now. Jesus was doing it. He was always expanding the list. That's why I love about this church. Let's go build another campus. Let's make it different locally. Let's plan another church. Let's go on another missions trip. Let's be a part of Kingdom Builders. Why? Because we've got to keep expanding the list. And we've got to keep broadening the search. It's so important that we broaden the search. Here's the third thing that I love about this story. I could talk about it for a while is that in this story, uh, Jesus uh, tags uh, the servants as the go-getters. He didn't say, "Y'all stay here." I know you've been out once, so I, y'all, I know, I know you're tired. But y'all stay here. I'll go back out. When they came in and they went back and they thought everything was good and they reported that there was still room. Uh, He said, well, then that's a problem because I have so much ready. I have so many things that are ready for for those that have been invited and and I don't want anybody to miss out on this opportunity. Well, what a a thought. Servants are the go-getters. They kept making adjustments. I love how the servants were fluid and flexible so that they could do everything possible to make sure that the master's house is full. That's how we have to be as individuals. That's how we have to be as family. Let's be fluid and flexible. If I need to go to another campus, if I need to go to another service, if there's an area that I can serve, if I need to be fluid and flexible with my finances so that we can keep being a part of reaching people and we can keep stepping into the yes. Whatever it takes to be fluid and flexible so that I can be a giver of the invitation. See, their highest priority was to fulfill the heart of the master. I love what 1 Peter 3, 9 says. That's the other verse I want to share. 1 Peter 3, 9 says, and the Lord is not slow to keep his promises. As some understand slowness, which is interesting. Instead, uh, look at this. Instead, He says he's, he's patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but that everyone would come to repentance. So the heart of God is that everyone comes to repentance. Everyone comes to a situation. Everyone comes to an opportunity. His desire is that everyone comes maybe to an encounter or to a crossroad or to an invitation For forgiveness, or a fresh start, or a new beginning in Jesus Christ, it's it's the awesome opportunity that you and I get to be a part of this incredible invitation. I think it's I think it's neat to invite people. I like being around. Don't you like being around inviting people? I mean, the option is people that are not inviting. That's not fun. I like being around inviting people. And and, and I love that idea of, of him wanting to be full. And invi- you ever been to a party that was not inviting? You ever walked up in somebody's house and you thought you, include, you invited me over, but I don't think you were ready for me to be here. Like, you know, there's like stuff everywhere and there's no appetizers. And did you know I was coming over to eat? Or, or you know, I like walking in somebody's house and they're like, oh, come right here, come on in. Music's playing a little Kitty G in the background fire going on got little sausages come on come on in here salads ready table set isn't it great when you go there and you think they've been waiting on me you don't like show them. they're like oh what's the date don't ask me that I mean I, I don't want to do that how they ever been to a party and nobody's there that's no fun at all like open up the door what's up where's everybody at where are they're not here, they're, they're, they're just at home checking on their ferret. They're not gonna be here tonight, okay? Now, if I'm at a party and nobody's there, I'm finding an excuse to leave because nobody wants to be at a party that no one's there. And so it, it's an awesome thing to be in an inviting culture. I mean, being able to be a church or an individual that just has a heart, let's do whatever we can to be inviting to broken humanity as a people. Here's the fourth thing uh, that I think is pretty awesome about this story is that excuses can cause you to miss out. How many people missed out on everything that the master had provided? You know, they were not sinful excuses. They were not evil excuses. They weren't at all. It's just they, they were misplaced values. I've been in those situations before where I missed a moment, where I didn't step into maybe a situation or or an opportunity that was in front of me and, and I got busy, I got distracted and, 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 and that things got a hold of my life. You know, there's nothing wrong with having things. There's nothing wrong with, with having stuff in our life. We know this, you hear this. I mean, I, I like having some stuff and got a few things at the house and our, our family is, is blessed. And I like those things. The, the problem, and I think we, we've learned this the hard way. The problem is when those things and that stuff, they have us. So this is, this is a, an example of those that gave an excuse to just misplace priority. They, they were stepping out of their responsibility when there was a responsibility in front of them to be a part. And, and they were not choosing to be a part. But yet it, it ends up Jesus ends the story with talking about how they're going to miss out on the banquet because they said no to the table. Lord, help us to not say no to the table that you have in front of us in serving people and being a part of the team and and giving and and participating. Lord, help us to be people that step into the moment. As Pastor Rob talks about, steps into that yes. Because excuses can cause you to miss out. And then the last thing, and I'll finish with this, just this kind of big idea. It's real simple when you read it in the story is that I believe our serve uh, impacts eternity. When you and I live a life that's inviting, Lord, we get, when we, 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 our life is inviting to others, where, we, where we, you and I get the awesome, amazing opportunity to steward the invite of forgiveness or to steward the invite of being a part, or Lord, you've given us an opportunity that, that my invite and the way that I live my life and the way that I care and the way that I notice and the way that I pause, and the way that I'm present in the moments around me, the way that I uh, am faithful in my tithe, the way that I lead a small group, in the way that I serve in the parking or, or I'm, I'm aware of what's happening around me on the campus or in my workplace, that Lord, I can live my life in a way that my life is a living invitation, then I think that's what I wanna do. So, Lord, help me to be fluid, help me to be flexible. Help me to be life-giving and fun where it's inviting. Help me to live my life and help me to give my life and help me to steward my resource in a way that my life and my words are an invitation to other people to Jesus. Wow, that I could live my life that way. I think that's what I wanna do. So help me to be present. Help me to live my life to serve the other day uh, I was having one of those days. I don't know if you ever have these days where you think a lot about yourself. It's just kind of a me, myself, and I day. You ever have a me, myself, and I day? You ever been through a me, myself, and I week where it's just your, I call it being in your own head, just fixing your kids and figuring out your money and thinking about your future and Fixing problems and things are not perfect and trying to control things and, and, and worry and doubts and, and the cares of the world. The Bible says it's choking. And I was having one of those days and uh, I swung through Starbucks uh, drive and, uh and I don't even remember the human exchange. I was just so fogged out. I was so distracted with my problems and my situations and and my family. And have you ever gone through like a two, three-minute moment and you don't remember what just happened? I don't know if the the girl charged me $800 for my latte. I'm not real sure what happened. I don't even remember looking at her. And I pulled up, and for some reason, I put my car in park in the Starbucks drive-thru. Just about 10 feet past the window, just put it in park. Talk to myself when I get worse. Talk to myself. I don't know how long I'm there, and somebody knocks on my window there in Birmingham, and, and it scares me. It started. What? Ah, ah. Roll your window down. No, ah. roll your window down. I roll my. He said, "Man, you blocking the drive through." I look, I look back, there's like 15 cars, you know, the is waving at me through the window. There's people waving at me with their middle finger, just saying one way, just one. I mean, it's amazing. And they're yelling at me and hollering. He's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm so sorry. I said, who are you? I said, you're like the Starbucks, like traffic police. Who are you? He's like, no, I ease up, get out of the way. And he says, I'm, I, I missed my bus. He said, I was trying to find a place and took the wrong bus. I'm trying to get down to the shelter downtown. It closed at 7. I was about 5.15. He said, so I took the wrong bus. I've never been over here on the side of town. I said, oh man, I said, hey, jump in the truck. I'm going to run you down to the shelter. I knew where the shelter was by our Dream Center, some of our outreach. I said, jump in the truck. I'm going to run you down. And listen, I'm not an advocate giving homeless people a ride, people you don't know up in your vehicle. But listen, he's a small guy. I'm a big guy. I was in my truck in Alabama. I was in control of the situation. He gets up in there. I said, what's your name? He said, my name is Benjamin. I said, dude, that's in the Bible. He said, I know. He said, what's your name? I said, my name is Dino. He said, that's in the Flintstones. (laughs) yabba dabba do. We start laughing. We're laughing at each other. Don't even know he's laughing Next thing you know, we have a little quick meal, Burger King. I reach back and I have some stuff in my car that I give him some shoes, a coat and tell him about the Dream Center. We have a a moment. I pull up at the shelter, get there in time and we have prayer together. It was just a God, just one of those God moments. And I I pull off and I'm waving and I just told the Lord, I said, Lord, thank you for sending me to Benjamin. Benjamin. Thank you that I was finally aware. Thank you that you used me in Benjamin's life. And it was like the Lord in the way that he always does it. He said, Dino, do you think that I I sent you to Benjamin? Oh, no, no, no. I sent Benjamin to you. Benjamin was the gift. Benjamin was my messenger to you. So that you can remember what it's all about. It's living your life in a way that it's inviting to lost, broken humanity all around us. Hey, River Valley, let's be that church and let's be those people. Can I have a good amen? Let's pray together. Father, we love you. We thank you that you came to us. You came to us, wounded, broken, Arrogant, distant. But you came to us. The greatest invitation ever given is you sent your son as a living invitation. And today we say yes to the living invitation of Jesus. So, Lord, today help us to be your hands and help us to be your feet and help our life to be inviting. To people around us. In Jesus' name.